Often respected podcast hosts Scott Corelli and Nick Jimenez met online in 2006 and began podcasting together shortly thereafter, discovered Star Wars Minute in 2014 and launched a Movies by Minute podcast of their own a year later, focused on the Back to the Future trilogy, completing it less than three years later with 340 episodes about the films themselves and five about the Universal Studios theme park attraction from the early 1990s. Received over 100 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, in early 2018 completed 95 episodes Episodes of the Cornetto Minute, dedicated to the Edgar Wright-directed comedy trilogy starting with 2004's Shaun of the Dead, one minute at a time. The show is nowhere near as popular with only four reviews on Apple Podcasts and has been on hiatus ever since. Hey, Scott, how's the hiatus? Well, I haven't been on hiatus. Not exactly. That's right. You've been working on that little side project, Spider or something. Spider-Man Minute. I don't know if I'd call it a side project exactly. I would. You know, I'm surprised you didn't take a break after last season of Cornetto Minute. That's what I did. I prefer to take my breaks behind the mic. Indeed you do. And that's why it's high time such skills were put to better use on Cornetto Minute Season 2. I'm sorry? Hot fuzz. You want us to cover every minute of Hot Fuzz? Yes, lovely. Isn't there a weekly podcast we could do? Oh, no. Can I just stay on hiatus then? No. Do I have any choice in this? No. But I kind of like being on hiatus. You always said you wanted to cover Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I don't remember telling you that. Yes, you did. You said, I'd love to cover Hot Fuzz one minute at a time someday, Zach. <sighs> Fine, but there's no way we can perpetuate the amount of carnage and mayhem in every minute of Hot Fuzz and not incur a considerable amount of podcasting. 115 daily episodes? Not a problem. The Cornetto Minute returns to investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Sanford's finest one minute at a time. It's about to go off with Edgar Wright's Hot Fuzz this November at DuelingGenre.com for the greater good. For the greater good. the Doctor's Companion, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. <laughs> yeah, I'm Scott Corelli. <laughs> and we're missing Nick today. Boo. Yeah. Uh, but he had to go see his family or something in <laughs> Texas or whatever. How dare he spend time with his family during a holiday? <laughs> oh, man. And on 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 Kumblam day of all days. <laughs> Not fair. Oh, well. Uh, so today I, on the show, we're discussing Kerblam, the seventh doc, the, the, the seventh episode of this wonderful season. Uh, I'm sorry, Cass. It's pronounced Kerblam. Oh, yes. There's an exclamation point. Kerblam, exclamation point. <laughs> you said it with an, you pronounced it with an ellipsis. Kerblam. Kerblam. <laughs> 
yeah, Kerblam, uh, which is uh, written by uh, Pete McTie, McTee, and directed by Jennifer Perot. Um, or, uh, you know, in other words, uh, Dr. Herver, Dr. Who versus Amazon. Yeah. Space Amazon. <laughs> space Amazon. Um, yeah. So, uh, I guess, um, you know, right off the bat, like overall thoughts. Uh, so I just, I just absolutely love this episode. Um, mm. it's like, I mean, you know, we keep saying this, this has become like the thing this season, but like every episode is better than the last one and this one is like i would say like arguably like the most classic doctor who of like all of the episodes um i guess most classic well yeah no most classic doctor who because like it kind of feels like a like a seventh doctor story but then it also Mm -hmm. feels like a russell t davies era story but then the the robot dudes feel like a moffat era villain you know um yeah. so like it it's like it's just like a it's just like it feels like a best of Doctor Who episode. It's just really mm-hmm. it's really, really good. Um I just had so much fun watching this and uh I know Nick liked it a lot too. We watched it together and um we were just we were having a lot of fun uh with <laughs> this one. I think this is I think this is just like a really, really great episode and um you know, I don't wanna say that it's gonna be an all-time classic or anything like that i think i think there are other episodes uh this season that'll that will uh be that like uh uh demons of the punjab um mm-hmm. but uh i do think that this is probably the most fun that i've had watching an episode this season uh yeah i, I agree with that yeah i think it's great i didn't like the title so i was assuming it would <laughs> suck um, so I guess my expectations were low to begin with, but I also had a lot of fun. Um, I think the message gets a little muddled in the back yes. half. Yes. Uh, and I thought, I thought for sure when, when they found the, um, when they found the, the, the bucket of, of people juice, mm-hmm. um, and Graham asked for a tissue. <laughs> Does anybody have a tissue? <laughs> Nick they and love I rewound. Him. Nick and I, I love him so much. <laughs> Nick and I rewound that like three times because we were dying. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, he's just so polite. <laughs> he has liquid people on his hands. He's like, does anybody have a tissue? Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. So this uh, this one, I you know, it it was. Uh, oh oh yeah. So like when when Graham found the 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 bucket of liquid people. Uh, there was, um, there was a moment where I was like, oh, okay. So earlier the, the, the HR lady said that like she got, she took the job at Kerblam cause she wanted to make it, uh, she wanted to, she wanted to, uh, make it run on humans. And oh, I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they like, they like misunderstood and they're like trying to like run the company on humans or something. They like turned humans into weird, like people oil or something. <laughs> Um, and I was like, oh, okay. And I thought that that's what it was. And then it was like, not that there was like a, there was like a, you know, like a, a sneaky, uh, empl- uh, rogue employee. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I was like, oh, and then like the episode ended and I was like, wait, so like, what was the deal with the people juice? <laughs> did we find out? I don't, I don't did we- know. I, don't- <laughs> okay. I think it was just like a way to dispose of them or something maybe that's what happens when the bombs go off spoilers there are bombs but like yeah i don't 
bubble wrap bombs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know what the purpose of the of the people juice. Like I thought I had this figured out, and then <laughs> that happened, and then it ended, and we were like, "Wait, but what about the people juice?" <laughs> <laughs> if, if you say it three times, a bucket of people juice will just show up in your living room. <laughs> what about the people juice? <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I was so I was a little I was a little confused about that, and yeah, so like the ending was like a little a little muddled. Like I I love a good you know the the aliens and or robots misunderstand something about humans mm-hmm. and 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 do something evil like ignorantly like accidentally. Mm-hmm. Um, I always I always love that in a thing like uh, like in um, Girl in the Fireplace, you know, right? Uh, and so like I always I always love that because it's just like oh these. These innocent evil robots, <laughs> like, <it's> just, <laughs> bless their hearts, they just misunderstood. Bless their hearts, they're murderers. <laughs> yeah, but it's not their fault. They don't mean to be. They just don't yeah. know. Um, but uh, yeah, so I always like that when that happens in uh, in Doctor Who stories. Uh, so I was like looking forward to this being one of those, but then it wasn't. But you know, Nick pointed out something interesting um, as I was uh, taking him to the airport, and uh, he said. Uh, he was like, you know, there's like a theme happening this season where uh, they're like the villains of like a lot of these stories are uh, young men who have been radicalized. Mm. Um, where it's like you got you've got the villain in this story is like he's been like radicalized to like take down Amazon um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, death to Jeff Bezos, I guess. Um <laughs> whatever <laughs> um and uh uh then you had uh you know last week in in demons of the punjab um you had uh, that dude's brother being radicalized mm-hmm. and then uh in uh, Ro- uh rosa you had uh that white dude from the future being radicalized oh right uh, yeah and then um you know so like there's like a there's like a weird like theme of like people being radicalized for uh you know not good causes or uh or or even i mean i guess i guess there's nothing wrong with like maybe some of their causes like especially in this one there's definitely nothing wrong with the cause in this one it's just the execution of it is not so great um but i guess the the villain would be like extremism like right yeah it just underlined regardless of where you fall on the spectrum right right um yeah i guess i guess extremism yeah because like I guess you know, in in a way, I mean, it's not like a, it's not radicalization in uh, spiders in the UK, but it is like a guy who just like doesn't care about anybody, um, mm-hmm. and it's just you know, I don't know, like it all just feels very, very much like every episode is like commenting on something about like, um, now, mm-hmm. like today, uh. And I just think that that's that's really interesting that they're they're using that as uh, as an inspiration. It's kind of um, I don't know. This season is uh, uh, I hesitate to to call it Black Mirror-y, but I mean it is a little bit uh, right. just from the fact that they're you know ripping uh, headlines and um, turning them into sci-fi stories, um, mm-hmm. which is very much a Black Mirror thing, except like. You know, the episodes don't, every episode doesn't end with you, like, wanting to die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it does with Black Mirror. 
it's so depressing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Um, I don't know, but the, it's it's interesting that that's uh, that's a theme, and I wonder if that's gonna lead somewhere or um, or what. You know, I'm just realizing that uh, in the in the in the company, uh, Kerblam is spelled K E R B. Uh, exclamation point a m um why wasn't the title that instead of at the end i don't know i feel like that would be moderately better yeah um i think i mean it's like the it's the exclamation point that i think is bugging us (laughs) (laughs) i'm just Um, like has there ever been uh an onomatopoeia title of a doctor who episode i don't think there has been (laughs) Well, no, but then it ended up not being that, right? Because it was like yeah. named after a company. I mean, but also bombs. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, so I guess that's true. Oh yeah, double maybe meaning. It's a, okay, maybe it's a terrible pun. Could be, could be, could be. I love that um, Doctor Who has come full circle in making us afraid of bubble wrap. Uh, yes. <laughs> Revenge of the bubble wrap. <laughs> oh man. That's so great. Why do they have uh why do they have rooms in Kerblam that are soundproof? Um like one way soundproof. Know. Why would they have those? Just isolation rooms for the robots? I Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um it's crazy. Uh yeah, so okay, so uh the beginning of this I really like. I liked that she um received a fez that <laughs> that mm-hmm. apparently the eleventh doctor sent away for. <laughs> <laughs> which is, is, which is great, and all, honestly, she pulls it off better than he ever did. Oh, uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> it was supposed to look goofy on him, right? Uh, but it it works on her. I think it matches her. Uh, I think she was like she had like suspenders on, and it like matched her suspenders. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I liked I liked uh, I liked the sort of like throwback of that moment. I thought that was pretty cool because like that was something that like the Moffat era. Um, always avoided was like calling back to the previous era. Right. Um, you know, it avoided that until like, I guess like the first time they, they commented on something from, from that era. I mean, you know, um, 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 uh, oh my God, her name dropped on right. River song, river song, notwithstanding the only time that they call back to that era was like, uh, I think the first time was like when, um, when Clara saw that, was it Clara that saw the video of all the old, all, all the old uh, companions, or was that was um, that Amy? I don't remember. That I feels like a Clara either. thing. Yeah, it does feel like a Clara thing. Um, because there was like a point where like the TARDIS like showed them like a bunch of companions, and they were like, "Oh, do you do this all the time?" And he's like, "What? No, you know." <laughs> Yeah, that feels like a Clara thing to me. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, so like it didn't, but that 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 like rarely, that rarely happened in the Moffat era. So it was like fun to see that. Um, there were like yeah, there were two callbacks to the recent stuff because she gets all excited and she's just like, speaking of wasps, have I ever told you about Agatha Christie? And I'm just oh like, yeah, ah. oh my god, Nick <laughs> Nick like Nick swooned to death when that happened. Um, he just. He loves that story so much. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I liked this a lot. I liked, uh, I liked them sort of like 
you know, having to get jobs in different areas. You know, I mm-hmm. love, I love that, I love that, <laughs> that Graham got a good job and the doctor made him switch. <laughs> <laughs> so Graham got stuck with janitorial duty. Um, also, funny that they put the doctor in janitorial duty. Like, what was the thought process there? I don't know. Because um, they, they did that biological scan. She's remember? fit, I guess. <laughs> oh, is that why? Okay. I don't know. Right. She can lift 50 pounds. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, no, this was good. Uh, the, the bits where the robots were like, uh, hey, stop talking. <laughs> was... <laughs> I was like, I was like waiting for like the doctor to like stumble upon a, an employee like peeing in a bottle. Um, oh my god! Because <laughs> that's that's what happens at Amazon warehouses, right? Uh, yeah, and so like I was, I was expecting like I mean they were like they were going for Amazon in this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, it was it was quite a thing to see. Um, I was surprised it- that we never met like the owner of Kerblam. Yeah. Like we met we met like the we met like the I guess the head guy at like this particular warehouse maybe. Um you know the the dude in the pinstripe suit, the manager mm-hmm. guy. Uh but like the only humans we met were like the employees and then uh the HR lady and that guy. And mm-hmm. we never met anybody above that guy. Uh which is interesting. I f- I feel like I feel like maybe the maybe the message at the end wouldn't have been as muddled if instead of killing an innocent bystander like he like killed jeff bezos or something (laughs) um uh, do you think that would have been too uh like maybe that was like a first draft and they're just like oh we should tone this down a little i don't know maybe um but but by toning it down then they muddled it up yeah so i don't know um duelinggenre.com slash amazon is the system like the ceo or like i don't know it's i don't know either see like i want to know more about kerplam yeah also the robots terrified me but i loved the little like 200 year old twirly one that one was cute oh yeah probably because it doesn't look like a people oh yeah (laughs) that's true that is true um yeah no i kind of hope for some reason i kind of hope the kerplam man's become like this this uh era's uh ood oh my god just where we just show like, up. <laughs> yeah where we have this episode and then like later we're gonna have like another episode where they where they like come back and they're like involved in some other way liberate um, the cut of kerblam man yeah and then they and then they uh they all like deliver uh they all make multiple like deliveries on uh on the 13th doctor's death day <laughs> <laughs> they all just Surround her with presents. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> As she regenerates, <laughs> special delivery, special delivery, special <laughs> delivery. Oh god! <laughs> Anything but this. Uh, man. Um. Yeah, you know it's it's uh, but this this is this is really good. I I liked I liked the Kerblam Mans. I think they were they were creepy. They were kind of um they felt like uh, what Moffat was trying to do with uh, with the Smilers. Yes. And, um, 
uh, Beast Below, but like mm-hmm. executed a little better. Um, this had this had like a Beast Below vibe, and I think it's explicitly because they go down like that delivery chute. Sure. Uh, but- yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that was that was so good when when uh, they're training the doctor and she, just training the doctor and the doctor's crew. They're on the orientation day and they're just mm-hmm. like, uh, these are the uh, uh, these are the uh, conveyor belts. And this is very important. You can never climb on the conveyor belts. And she's like, ah, oh. <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> She's so oh. good. I love she her. Is. This is my favorite episode with her, I think. Um, you know, like I like I like her I like Sirius uh Doctor as well, like we got in in Punjab. Mm-hmm. Um and she's so good in that. Uh but this is like the other side of the doctor that I like to see that we haven't seen a lot from her yet. Mm-hmm. Um because like a lot of these episodes have been like very serious. Um because even even Arachnids in the UK, which was like a really silly B movie kind of thing the doctor is taking it very seriously in yeah that one. um so it's not like she's not like f- super funny in that one but she was like she was she's adorable in this one i love mm-hmm. her she's great um but yeah like i just i love the i love the crew like solving a mystery you know mm-hmm. you space know. amazon space amazon my receipt says help Um, yeah, but, uh, it's good. Any other, what, what, what other, what other bits do you like in this one? Um, I think the line that made me laugh the hardest is when she's talking about like, oh, have you ever hidden behind a secret panel? And I was just like, what? (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) Uh, I think I, I'm still not quite sure what the takeaway is. Like, Mm Mm-hmm. Because I was watching this with Norman, and he was just like, wait, so we're supposed to trust the giant corporation with the creepy robots? And I was like, I don't think so. But I think the point is, like, when she's talking about systems being, like, manipulated or abused by people. But it's kind of swept under the rug a little. Yeah, like, see, that's why why I think it would have been, like... I, that, that's why I think that if they were going to do that, I, they should have killed Jeff Bezos and then <laughs> and then had like the doctor like uh, basically appoint HR lady as like the new Jeff Bezos because mm-hmm. she was like all about people. Yeah. And then and then like there could have been like a change, but like nothing changed about Kerblam at the end of this. Right. Um. And and you know and it's like. Uh, I don't know. Just like an innocent woman died. Yeah. Also, um, I'm tired of everyone dying. There's like at least one death in each episode. And I was joking at first about the death tally, but now I like seriously want to know like how many people have died this season. Yeah, that's very true. Um, a lot of dead people. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was something that I think that they, um, uh, they like toned down in, um, in uh, New Who a lot, like with, with uh, Rusty Davies and and, um, and the Moffat eras, they sort of toned down like the death count per episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, classic Who, lots of people died. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. All the time. Uh, it just, it was just so silly that I think we were just like, yeah, this is fine, <laughs> whatever. 
because it's usually somebody going Aah! right and, and then, then there's like, like the inverse flash and then the daleks y- roll over right, them. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh god i would i would love nothing more to see like somebody like just drop dead and then a dalek roll over them just, like, <laughs> just just like a speed bump <laughs> i am stuck i am stuck <laughs> Move this body. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, no, this is uh, this was this was a fun one, though. Um, I do. I really hope the Kerblam Mans come back. Kerblam Mans? Kerblam Mans? Kerblam Men? I don't know. Um, I think Kerblam Mans. <laughs> um, I like you got to keep the vowel sound. Yeah. Kerblam Man. Uh, it's interesting too that there are like different types of Kerblam mans. There's like the delivery dude, mm-hmm. um, who looks like he's uh he's cosplaying as uh, Tom Hanks in the Polar Express. <laughs> um, and then, and then you have like the the warehouse worker who like uh-huh. has a little vest on, and it's like why why is the robot wearing a vest? Hello, coworker. It's like, oh God, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, you should stop talking before mm-hmm. I kill you. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, I uh that that I I I think that I think you know um the death of uh was it was it Claudia or who who, who oh no her or was, her her name starts with an L I think. Was it, uh, yeah, because Claudia was the HR lady, right? Uh, Judy was the HR, HR lady? Oh, Judy was the HR lady. Yeah. So then it must have been Claudia. Because there wasn't any other women in this, other than our, our main people. Right? Mm, trying to look at the... I think it's Claudia. It yeah, it's Claudia. Is it? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so like, uh, Claudia dying was like super sad. Um, like that, that really bummed me out. Uh, but like when, uh, the warehouse worker, like, yeah. Just, oh my God. He, he like knows dad? he's going to, I'm yeah. so sad. Yeah. He knows he's going to die. Like he knows, like when she gets the assignment in that warehouse, she's like, Oh, if I let her go there, she's not coming back. And then mm-hmm. he was like, it's your first day. I'll take it. It's like, oh man, yeah, you're gonna die. <laughs> oh, her name's Kira. Why was I thinking L? I don't know. Kira? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! Claudia is the actress's name. Okay, I had these. <laughs> I had these. I had these backwards. Okay, yeah, Kira. Um, that was so was, sad. Uh, I, I yeah. like stood up and got angry. I was just like, no. Yeah, that really bummed me out. Um. <clears throat> uh yeah and then the 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 manager guy was um like he was like uh he ended up being a good guy but like he was such a jerk like the whole story mm-hmm. um right didn't he end up being a good guy wasn't that the thing yeah yeah like he was the, like yeah. trying to investigate it and he was right. trying to figure i don't know yeah. See, it's just it, I think the thing that was missing from this is that they never they didn't take their investigation all the way to the top. That's mm-hmm. what this needed, I think. Um and uh I mean cuz it would have been 
uh, it would have been like satisfying if like they had taken it all the way to the top. And then, and then, yeah, you find out that like Jeff Bezos is just like another Kablam man. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my like, God, that would be so scary. Like he just turns around in the swivel chair and it's just a robot. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you have reached <laughs> Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Hello, employee. Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and they're just like, wait, so who's even getting this money? Man, see, there's so much more you could have done with this. They didn't do yeah. enough. Uh, we need a we need a Kerblam sequel. They should I just call it Kerblam I, again. Per- <laughs> <laughs> Kerblam two, Kerblamier. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that in favor of like the plot twist, a lot of stuff just got pushed aside. Yeah, like oh, isn't this crazy? It's the janitor. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think nobody, nobody, uh, nobody looks twice at the janitor. Maybe you should. He might be a terrorist. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Everybody, check your janitors. <laughs> Is that the message from this episode? I hope not. <laughs> they have so much to deal with already. Leave them alone. <laughs> Everyone check their janitors. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh so so yeah, I don't know. Um I yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that this I think it got muddled because they were like so focused on that twist. Mm-hmm. Um and they they just missed out on like a lot of stuff they could have played with. Mm-hmm. Um and I and I wish uh I wish uh I, I like I, I wish they had done more here, and if not here, like I hope that we come back to this place at some point, um, in like a hundred years or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just I want I want more of Kerblam. I'm interested. I don't know. I think it's a I think it's a cool setting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is the two uh, hundredth and eighty second Doctor Who story. Like we are we are approaching three hundred stories. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we're probably only like like a season and a half away. I wonder what they'll do for that. Hmm. Interesting. Um Yeah, I don't know. Anything else? I don't think so. I'm super pumped for next week and I hope it is good. Yeah, the Witchfinders, um I uh it does it does look good. Oh, you know what? The other thing that I wanted to give credit to this episode um and this this ties back to what I thought about the Witchfinder thing. Um very well directed. Mm. Uh Je- Jennifer uh Perot, Perot um really really good. Uh she also directed the Saranga Conundrum. Oh, okay. Um, I think she's one of my favorite I mean, I think she is my favorite Doctor Who director of this era mm-hmm. so far. Um, she like, she cooled, she cools it on the, on the close-ups, you know? I mean, there was yeah. that one bit that I didn't love in, uh, Saranga Conundrum, um, where, where, uh, what's your face is like plugged into the mainframe, uh, and right, right, right. <laughs> it's all extreme close-ups and stuff. And I was like, why is this like this? Uh, but other than that, like she hasn't, she like cools it on the, on the close-ups and, um, I like the way like the technology and stuff looks in her stories i like the way that the characters interact with each other in her stories mm-hmm. um it's just they feel very lived in uh more so uh than a lot of other stuff like um you know as much as i like demons of the punjab 
it doesn't feel like anything was happening in that world before we showed up. Mm. You know, like it it feels very much like, and now the story begins. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas like our stories, uh, they feel like, oh yeah, they, like this this world exists existed before and will exist after. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I like that a lot. Um, I think that's I think that's important with a Doctor Who story because you want you want it to feel like the TARDIS crew is just like plopping into another right. sci-fi story or whatever. I would um, be interested it, to yeah. see what she does with a historical or like something like a period piece because both of those yeah. episodes have been like in the far future. True. True. Um, yeah. No. I would. I would love that. I. I don't know who's directing the the New Year's episode, but I kind of hope it's her. Um, anyway, she's really great, is what mm. I'm saying. And uh, from the Witchfinder trailer, uh, I was like, this is like all awkwardly close close-ups. Um, mm. And I was like, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't love the look of it. That I'll say that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it does feel like... Like I, I'm, I'm curious to see like what, what they possibly have to say about the Salem witch trials that hasn't been said. Like, oh, like this is stupid. The world hates women, and it's mm-hmm. like, yep, all those things are true, and and you know they're still true, and like that sucks. But like, I, I feel like there could have been like a better. I don't know, like a better uh, era or like a better way to like. Um, to like comment on yeah. that than the Salem witch trials. Cause like, that's like always the go-to that's been the go-to women have been gaslighted for years. Right. Thing for so long, you know? Well, I think, um, I think I am, I'm especially interested because I read this thing that was saying that in all 200 and almost 300 episodes of Dr. Who or stories, there's only been one other uh, both written and directed by women, and that's Enlightenment. And then next week is the second one ever. So, oh wow, okay. I am interested to see <clears throat> what the Salem witch trials looks like through the lens of these women, and like with a woman doctor. Sure. So, that's yeah. cool. Also, the title yeah. is kick ass, and I'm excited. <laughs> the, witch, the, wi- the witch finders is like that's that is a great Doctor Who title. Mm-hmm. Uh <clears throat> that's really good. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I I just uh, I my you know fingers crossed that they have something new to say about yes. about uh, the Salem witch trials. Yes, um, which you know I didn't know that it was being written and directed by women. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I would venture a guess to say that uh, they probably do have something new to say. <laughs> I um, think it was Paul Cornell who was tweeting about it, and I was just like, "What? That's crazy." That there's only been one other story in the entirety of Doctor Who, but yeah, that is true. That's crazy. Um. All right. Well, I think that's. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, thumbs up on uh, Kerblam. Yes. So, yeah. Um. It's a really, really fun story, even if the message at the end uh, gets a little muddled. Mm-hmm. Uh. But it's it's really, really fun. And sometimes that's all you need, right? Sometimes. <clears throat> I don't know. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> There's 10,000 people at this place and like it We like only saw like town. 5. Yeah. I know. I don't understand. Um All right, anyway. <laughs> Kerblam. <laughs> Kerblam. 
Uh, all right. Well, uh, speaking of uh, space Amazon, you can go to regular Amazon, uh, duelinggenre.com slash Amazon, and uh, order. You know, Christmas is coming up. If you're uh, going to be ordering some Christmas gifts on uh, on Amazon, do that through our link and uh, help us out. You know, we we get a little cut of your whatever you buy on Amazon uh, if you buy it through duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. And uh, it doesn't cost you anything. It just costs uh, Amazon stuff. Uh, we get we get a little cut of their cut of your cut. <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah, do do uh, do that. That's that's helpful. Uh, check out our Patreon page as well, doinggenre.com/support. Um, you know, maybe uh, maybe you know someone who uh, would like our uh, Patreon uh, a subscription to our Patreon account, and you can get that. You know, it's a, it makes a good stocking stuffer. <laughs> um it's like five bucks whatever yeah right sure uh i don't know uh check check that out maybe um duelinggenre.com slash support and if you're in the market for uh some cool t-shirts and uh hoodies and stuff duelinggenre.com slash merch will take you to our t public store where you can get anything that we've designed as well as anything in t public at all and we will get a cut if you go through that link so go check that out um a special thanks to our patreon associate producer ed foster and we will be back next week with the Witchfinders. Goodbye. Kablam! Kablam! <laughs>